it's Megan. And Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too. Where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. Hello. Hi, Cole. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, I went to see Teddy Swims on Sunday, Ugh. which was so good. That on Fire is like easily one of the most played songs on my – I know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I actually only knew like a handful. I only knew like – not even a handful, like a couple of his songs. I think I found out about him on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then my friend Kyle, who always has amazing – like he's just one of those people who scours the internet and finds yeah. really cool artists. He's been kind of following Teddy Swims for a while. So he got these tickets – like a year ago and it finally happened. Um, yeah. On Sunday. And honestly, like bed on fire is great. He closed with that, obviously, but a lot of his other songs, I was like, man, I didn't know them super well, but now it's all I've been listening to on repeat. Oh, it's so great. Have you listened to his cover of, uh, you're still the one. Oh yeah. He played that live. He played it live. It was so good. He's definitely on my crush list. Um, Oh yeah. For anyone who listens to Tinks, she has this um, concept of creating a crush list to avoid the feeling of like the the scarcity mindset. So yeah, anytime I have a crush on a boy, even if it's just someone I went to see at a show, I add him to my crush list. So Teddy Swims is at the top. How many do you have on your crush list right now? Um, five or six. I have like eleven on my crush <laughs> list. I just counted. Are some of them people that you know, or are they like all like two? Like two, yeah. So most yeah. of them are just like, like why in the sky I will never meet, and just <laughs> yeah. um, you know, who's on mine? One of the one of mine just says mustache man from I'm not going to say the bar name, mustache man from X bar, and I like literally have never spoken to him. I don't think it's just every time I go into this bar that me and my friends down here go to a lot. I see him and I'm like, mm, that mustache man, he's hot. But yeah, it's just nice to think that there's options out there because it's a it's a tough scene in the old Oof. the old dating app land right now. Yeah, so. we we yeah. <laughs> we can do a recap on that. Yeah. I am currently taking a mini break from dating. Okay. And I am you went focusing. you went in hard and fast. Yeah, and we crashed and burned. And we are now taking me time. I'm in like a very selfish phase right now and like just chasing things that feel good. Yeah. I always think it's funny when we start these podcasts, like we'll jump on and just chit chat. And then it's like, we really start to get into like the, are we doing good? Mm. (laughs) Like, I feel like this is when all the, the real stuff comes out because I was so busy at work the last... I don't know. It's been months now. Yeah. Um, they, I didn't really focus on anything else. I was just think, focusing on work and then kind of blowing off steam. And so I'm, I have this kind of gaping hole where all of my anxiety and focus was because I'm trying to step away from work and things are slowing down a little bit if they're getting back to normal. So that's when my anxiety starts to come out too. Cause I'm like, what am I anxious about now? What am I focused on now with work? It's really easy um, but yeah, it's almost like now that things are getting better, 
they're getting worse for my mental health and I need to figure out how to mitigate that. You and I are so similar. Like I feel like I'm at my best performance-wise when I have a million things on and I'm just like so zoned in and so focused. I mean, my mom and sister would likely disagree because they're like, you go crazy and become like a monster and like just don't (laughs) – like you shut down. Like I don't message them back and stuff when they would call or like message me when I'm really stressed. Um, But I'm the same. And then you stop and you're like, wait, what? And you feel like the slow burnout and you feel like yourself almost getting sick physically yeah, because you haven't taken care of yourself, which is – I don't know what you – that's just how I've operated. Like it's all of these peaks and valleys with like my productivity and stress. Whereas if I could get to a steady state of just like very little ups and downs and almost just like balance and carving out that time for myself, I feel like I would probably be a way healthier person (laughs) and probably way happier and like way less anxiety. But yeah. I feel the same way. I think – it's really hard. I'm just not like, I'm not wired that way as a person, whether that's like, you know, who I am innately or how I was brought up. I mean, sure. I'm sure it's a bunch of things. Right. But I think I'm much better when I have somewhere for all my focus to go. And Mm -hmm. then when I don't know, when I don't know where, what to focus on, or I don't have something immediately in front of me that I have to do, my brain starts to kind of cling to all of those old anxieties and like old things that are just like lurking in the background. It's um, a subconscious <laughs> loop that just can like literally lassoes your ankle and rips you right back down. And I think for someone who doesn't have mental health struggles, that's a very difficult concept to understand because like the voice in your head is so loud when you have yeah. nothing else going on to drown it out. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, at its peak. Anyways, like my sister and I right now, because we're both trying to like focus on like more balance and all that stuff and focus more on like habits. So we've done – started doing the 75 soft challenge. I have no interest in doing the 75 hard. What's 75 soft? So the – do you know what the 75 hard is though? No. Okay. So it's this whole – like it's a 75-day challenge where you do – and this is not the one we're doing just for reference. You do two 45-minute workouts a day. You read 10 pages of a nonfiction book a day. You follow a diet to a T. There's no drinking. You drink so much water. Like it's just very I think intense. I've seen this. I think I've seen this. Yes. And people are like, I've lost 20 pounds and I feel the most amazing I've ever felt in my life. No. Yeah, no. So and here's the thing is like whenever I do things that's like to lose weight and like that's my motivation, I end up gaining weight. Yeah. Like it doesn't work for me that way. Or I maybe lose it and then I gain it right back. Like it's chasing that. It will never work for me and I just have to accept it. Yeah. Anyways, Carly and I are doing the 75 soft. And so the rules we've made for ourselves are you have to do something active for 30 minutes a day. So whether that's a bike ride, whether that's a workout, whether that's a walk, like it can be anything, but 30 minutes moving a day. You have to read 10 pages of a book. Could be any book. Could be fiction. Could be nonfiction. Doesn't matter. Uh, 10 glasses of water a day. You have to follow the 80-20 rule in terms of- glasses of water a day? Yeah, but like not massive glasses. Like- How many Tinks cups is that? I've been going like four and a half. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Wow, good for I you. Like, oh. Yeah. Sorry, continue um, on. I just, that was shockingly a lot of water to I'm, me. I'm a hydrated bitch right now, let me tell you. <laughs> so doing that, yeah, you read, you drink, and then you follow like, yeah, the 80-20 rule in terms of like your diet. So you just make sure that you're eating like balanced, nutritious, but there's nothing really that I'm following in terms of like a type of diet or restriction or things like that. And then you can only drink socially. Okay. Okay. So not unrealistic, but it's for my sister and I were both like, we just want to see if we can do something for 75 days <laughs> and like hold ourselves accountable. So and when it's did going you really start? Well so far. Like two weeks ago now, I think. Okay. So it's going, I haven't missed a day yet. And like, on, you. thank you. On top of that, I've been like making my bed every day and like using my gratitude journal every day. But did I also last night eat like five lint massive chocolates while watching 365 days? Also, yes. It's called balance. <laughs> balance. Um, yeah, I mean, all of those sound good. You know how I feel about making the bed. I don't get it and I never will. We don't need to get into it, but everything else, proud of you. Um, I like, honestly, I was never a make your bed kind of person, but like, it's quite nice walking in each day and seeing my like very cute pillows and then like peeling back the cover and getting in all cozy. This is what people say. This is what people say. (laughs) Anyways, but no, it's, um, those little changes just to like, I don't know, find balance. Yeah. And and better habits. (laughs) I feel like this leads very nicely into what we wanted to talk about today, which Mm -hmm. is figuring out how to lead the best life we can with where we're at in life right now. Um, We were kind of toying with this idea. I mean, as you said, there's like, what was the word you used? You said like Instagram aesthetic or something around creating your dream life, which we're definitely not experts in. We don't no. necessarily know how to create your dream life. If I turned my camera around right now. You would see like so many things on my kitchen counter. Like I live in a state of chaos right now. So like the idea of trying to pull off like that girl. Yes. And that girl. try to like put forward that like perfect polished always together. Like I can, I can fool you for a few hours, but. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, I, it's I definitely. Realistic. And I don't also am not, I mean, I've never been polished, I don't think. Um, Yes, you have. But I think that's not really something that I'm reaching for or striving for. I think it's just an important conversation to have when, you know, we're in a unique position. We're both the same age. We've grown up similarly. We've been through a lot of our life together. And like, what does that look like? what is the best version of our life right now look like? And not to say that it's the same for both of us, but we thought it would be an interesting conversation to have together mm-hmm. um, to kind of see if it's relatable for people. Um, see if other people, I don't know, feel seen by hearing other, other ladies in their early thirties or in their thirties talk about what that means for us right now. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing about where both of, us are at is that we don't have children. Neither of us have a partner right now. We have good jobs. So like, but we also have like such, we don't have responsibilities in life. So 
right now is probably one of those moments where we can do whatever we want to do within reason. Whereas like if you had kids, if you had a mortgage, if you had all these things tying you down, you wouldn't necessarily have the same level of like possibility in your life. Yeah. That's so true. So I don't know. It's a blessing and a curse. It also means that our dream life is very different in this exact moment or like the best version of our life. Very different than someone who has kids and a mortgage and, you know, a partner and all of those other things that like we maybe thought would be part of our best life at 33. Yeah. Like, let me be, let me kick this off in a very real place. Like I, at 30, got fired, broke up with my boyfriend, left the country that I was living in and moved back to Canada to move in with my parents. I had nothing going for me. I literally ran into a guy I went on a date with like 10 years prior out at a bar, maybe a week after I moved home and we were just talking and I, he was, I was telling him where I was at in my life kind of thing because we're friends. And he's like, wow, good thing you're cute because you have literally nothing going for you. Oh my God. I would like to track this guy down. (laughs) Never forget this. And, but I literally had nothing and I was so lost and I was so sad because I was going through a breakup and I had no confidence. I didn't know what next step to take. And I literally came home one day and my angel of a sister had got me a present. And on my bed, there was a little bag with cute little card and she wrote me this beautiful note. Um, But she got me this book that says, your dream life starts here. She's like, you literally have a blank slate to create anything you could possibly want in this world. I felt like the biggest loser at that point, but it, that book helped me figure out what I, and I've bought that book for so many other people since then. Cause even if you do like the first exercise, like the first one is like, you write down 101 dreams that you have, but you write them as if like you have all the money in the world, you have all the time in the world, you have all the connections that you need in the world. You knew you couldn't fail. Like what would you do? And like I hadn't for so long thought like that because I was always considering other people in what I was going to do next. So for me, I – and I have shit on there that's (laughs) – let me be honest, never going to (laughs) happen. Like do Blake Lively's makeup? Never fucking going to (laughs) happen. But like it was – getting in that headspace of like all of the possibilities – were there and could happen if I had all these things and I knew I couldn't fail, helped me figure out in that moment my next few steps. And that's how I was really clear on like the type of job that I wanted next because I was super – I had like no confidence. Well, because you were working – you went from working more in like salesy role, right? You'd done marketing before, obviously. Yes, and it was for an agency, but it was still like just not the right fit. Yeah. And I just had no confidence because I'd placed so much value in my life, in who I was professionally, and just like it, I, I failed. So coming back, it just kind of doing that exercise really put things into perspective for me and helped me start over. And it's something that I check in with frequently. Like even now, like I'm kind of in a bit of a slump and 
I journal a lot. Like that's how I really get my thoughts out. And half the time it's gibberish that like no one should ever read. (laughs) But half the time it's me like really thinking down being like, okay, I'm really grateful for the things that I've achieved. Like I've ticked a lot of these things off my bucket list. And like if you were to tell me a year ago where I am now, I'd be very proud. Like me a year ago would be very proud and like happy knowing where I am now. But okay, what's next? Yeah. And I think I – I don't know about you, but I have this like – I'm really trying to practice more gratitude because I feel like I consistently am like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's the next step? Okay, what do I do now? And I don't ever feel like satisfied. Yeah. Which is probably something I should talk about with a therapist, but I don't – you're here right now, so you're getting these questions. (laughs) No, I feel feel similarly. I think I have like, you know – I think we all have those moments where we start to reflect and think to ourselves, oh my God, this is an amazing moment. Like, look where I am right now. I'm like leaving a workout class. So this is me yesterday. I had one of those moments. I went to Mm -hmm. a Pilates class, was walking back with a smoothie. I'd taken the day off and I was like, I'm walking back. I've got plans to go up and see my friend today. Like, you know, a year ago I was in such a different place. Like I'm so grateful, but I think on a regular basis, yeah, I struggle with remembering, you know, something annoying will happen at work or, um, I'll get into a spat with one of my roommates or like something will happen. And I struggle to remember, like in the grand scheme of things, you, you're so lucky. Like you have so much good going on. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just like a perennial problem. Like people just have that problem. Like I think, so I think the only way to kind of combat it is what you were saying is whether it's writing it down, whether it's like, you know, listing. I think it was my friend Kayla who said like when she wakes up, she lists three things. And when she goes to sleep, she lists three things just like in her head. Yeah. Um, just taking like literally 10 seconds out of your day to remind yourself yeah of what you're grateful for. But I, I definitely feel that um, it's tough. And if you don't do it consistently, it's really easy to fall back into that like valley. Yeah. And it's really easy to not um, keep your head up and be present. Like I've noticed a lot lately. And I mean, sometimes I just want to put my headphones in and say, fuck you to the world and just like listen to a podcast, listen to music or like just something to escape in a sense but I'm trying more and more, I guess, to try and be present in like each moment. Yeah. Because again, like me a year ago, me two years ago, would be super happy to live the life that I'm living right now. And I find if I don't take those moments to be like, hey, look at this beautiful day we're having. Like I went for a walk today, this morning along like the Ottawa River. And I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. This is so nice. Yeah. Listen to the, you know, ducks chirping. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not a fan of ducks, but I I mean, I ran into a few Canada geese and they were hostile. They're horrible. Um, Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's amazing. It kind of leads into the question of like, I think we all thought maybe even not even materialistically, like, you know, there's this idea of having like the house and, the, with the picket fence, not that, you know, that's really old school, but the house of the picket fence and like, you know, a husband and kids and having mm-hmm. all of that in your thirties. Um, what does it mean 
to you right now to be living your best life? Being happy and being healthy. That's literally my new barometer for how I'm feeling in life. Because if I've, I just can't control anyone else. Yeah. Like I can't, I would love to, not going to happen. So for me right in this exact moment, it's just, am I doing well mentally? Yeah. (laughs) Do I have what I need? Do I need to like cry? Do I need to laugh? Do I need to just dance around my apartment? Like what do I need? And then do I feel healthy? I mean, I think that's the baseline, right? But there has to be more. Like I think like for me as well, happy and healthy and have the people that I love be happy and healthy. But like what are the other things that mean that you're – like so for instance, I need to be – I feel like I need to diverse. I have to have a number of things that I care about in my life. Like that kind of feed Mm -hmm. me in different ways. So what I mean is like something creative, like for me, like this podcast, just doing this with you has meant like I have, my attention is on something that, you know, sparks creativity in me. And then I start just started doing Pilates. Um, well, I, I'm t- I've done it like four times, so I wouldn't say I'm an expert or anything, but I'm trying to do that mixed with a little bit more cardio. And that gives me like that activity piece. Um, I need my work wise, like I need to be stimulated by my job. Um, I need to be challenged. And then there's like the romantic piece. There's the friends piece. Like there's just a lot of pieces that kind of need to, I feel like health and happiness for me aren't just in one of those. Like it's kind of diversifying where which is absolutely which is fair I think with the place again when we're talking right this second where again I'm not necessarily in in my best place my goal that I'm striving for is what in other you know weeks might be the baseline yeah that's fair so but I agree with you like I think the secret to being happy and fulfilled and healthy and like day-to-day life is I think it's was like those five hobbies, right? You need something to make you money, something to be creative, something to keep you fit, you know, all of these things to fulfill you. It's like a full pie. Yeah. Right? A life pie that you have all these different things. And yeah, in a perfect world, that's where you're at. Just again being super honest where I'm at right now mentally, like my baseline is just like taking care of myself and going through the motions every day, trying to form habits that I can rely on that will create more peace and balance in my life. But long-term, like, I mean, I'm a journaler. Like I list what the things that I want. I list the things that I'm striving for. I have a Pinterest board. Like I'm a big fan of vision boards and visual representations of the things that you want. So I have like my phone saver is a vision board for me. Like it's very, Mm. people get very like anxious when they see my like phone screen and it's like so many little things. And, but that's what makes, it's like those little subconscious things that like after that I can strive for. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so smart. I mean, all of this is tied to manifestation, right? Like you're doing things to try and manifest the best version of yourself, which is amazing. I think that that's great. And also like, so appreciate your honesty around 
for me, it's just trying to get those foundations in place. That's why the 75 soft with my sister right now is so important because like, it's like a checklist of things I'm doing every day that make me feel better each day that I complete them. And they're like basic fundamental habits that I can fall back on. And they're not external because like the thing that I'm super aware of, like not being, again, my happiest right now, which is, again, I think it's very like temporary. It's not like a long-term thing. It's more just, you know. You're going through it. A little funk, if you will. Yeah. But I know if I was to like get into a relationship with someone right now, it wouldn't work because I wouldn't be my best self. Yeah. Like I would be doing things that would like sabotage it or I would push them away because I wasn't in a place where like I felt whole or complete on my own. I don't know though. Like there's two schools of thought on that, right? People say like you can't get into a relationship or be happy in a relationship. Sorry. is the right way of saying it. If you don't feel happy on your own or whole as a person, but then there's also the school of thought that says you kind of grow with your partner and you kind of take those Mm -hmm. and maybe it just changes as you get older. Because I think I know a lot of my, our friends, actually mutual friends who've been in relationships and some of them have lasted a long time. Like, you know, I'm thinking Monica, she's married to Brad and they kind of, not to say she wasn't a whole person before she met Brad. I just mean, there's lots of things that she's wanted to work on. She was really young. So she's kind of worked on those with him. Do you feel like it changes as you get older? Like you want to kind of bring that whole, very happy version of yourself to the relationship? Look, I'm under no illusions that any relationship is perfect. So the idea of me being perfect consistently is not the like be all end all of a relationship, nor should it be a barometer for it. More what I'm trying to say is when you're in a relationship with someone for years and years and years, you have a foundation to fall back on. And as humans, especially between like 20 to 30, you change so much right? Like who you were at 22 is not who you are when you turn 30. Totally. And I think if you're in a relationship where you're both communicating and you can grow together, that can sustain it. But a lot of relationships don't last that long, right? Because you just turn into different people and your needs change. Whereas like now, I think when you're in your, you know, 30s, 40s, whatever, you have a much better sense of self. You have a much better sense of who you are and what you bring to the table. And what I'm talking about now is getting into a new relationship with someone. Now, could someone turn around tomorrow and be like, I don't give a shit. Like, let's do this. And I'll be like, sure, no problem. And could they help me through that? Absolutely. But I also, and maybe this is again something I need to work on, I don't want to place or rely my happiness on another human being. And maybe that's because I've been let down before or I've been in relationships that have ended that I just know for myself I need to just be happy on my own first. And that's just more of a personal need than anything else. I think that that's so – I'm getting there. I'm close. No, and I think that that's such an important perspective. Like you're not saying like for the sake of the relationship, I don't want – to get into a relationship when I'm not feeling fully whole and centered and amazing. You're saying like, for the sake of myself, I want to make sure that my next relationship 
like yeah. that I don't need that validation from someone else that like I no. feel whole on my own. And I think that that's, that's amazing. Cause you're not doing it. Like, so the reason I'm asking the question is because I've definitely hidden from putting myself out there because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not fully whole and perfect. Like I need to work on myself before I can be in a relationship. But that, that actually was me just hiding. Um, yeah. And I think everyone, and what you're saying is not that you're saying like, I'm not hiding. I just need to work on myself for myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, if I meet someone tomorrow and they're my person, like I'm all in, like I'll, yeah. that's not, I'm not, not open to opportunities. It's just that my primary focus at this point is me. Yeah, It's, it's not someone else. It's not seeking something that's outside of me because, and again, when I've gone through these peaks and valleys, whenever I come back to just caring about me and just focusing on like my energy and like my health and my happiness, everything else, and maybe you've experienced this too, just feels like it flows a lot better. And I feel like the things that I want then, and this maybe this is way more of a manifestation episode than yeah. like your best life. But I feel like at that point, it comes to me way easier because energetically, I'm so much more aligned with what it is that I want. I'm not feeling like I don't have anything. I'm not feeling like I lack all of these things. I'm not feeling like I could be better and I'm not whole. Whereas like when I do, when I feel like the way I feel right now, which is just like Eeyore. Oh, cool. (laughs) Which is fine. Like, again, you go through that. And again, I have anxiety and depression, like that, you know, peace involved. And it it gets triggered triggered by being isolated during COVID. And again, then comparing yourself to other people, it's, it's just a reminder. Like the way that I've started to take them is like, when you feel like that trigger and you feel like having a down moment, it's less about just riding the wave for me now, which is what I would have done previously. And I would have escaped. I would have watched a shit ton of TV. I would have eaten really poorly to find just some semblance of like a dopamine hit Yeah. to like maybe latch onto. And maybe that's the step that I can climb out of this with. Whereas now it's like trying to investigate why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling and like what's the root and like really feeling into it. And again, like I journal a shit ton. So for me, that's been a huge help. But I also like, I think subconscious things that you can do. Like for me, I made a feel good playlist and like there's a variety, like there, I mean, there's a massive variety of songs on there. Like I've got Doja Cat. I've got um, All I Do Is Win on there. (laughs) I've got like some country. Like I've got a whole – like I've got Ely Golding saying like anything can happen. Like – and I play that every morning as I'm getting ready because like it just puts me in a better mood and like it puts me like – it's not a sad song. It's not a depressing song. Like it's not – it's very much about like stuff like that new Lizzo song. I am obsessed with. I mean, Lizzo I keep playing that. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, yeah. No, I. I feel but like that. that's the vibe. So that makes total sense. How do you feel right now? Like, do you feel at this point in your life that you're living your best life? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Um, 
I mean, I think I still struggle with that comparison game of being like, what is the, Mm -hmm. you know, what is the best that my life could be? What I would say is like, I don't feel horrible about where my life is. I would say like, I feel better than, I feel good. (laughs) So, okay, let me contextualize that. Like, I feel like I'm starting to come out of this cocoon of feeling bad for myself about moving to this new city a year ago, trying to make some new friends, like, yeah, trying to, I was feeling bad about myself in the sense that I was like, oh, I used to have this big community and I don't really feel like I have that anymore. I have some amazing friends who live in Toronto, but just like, you know, I used to be such a social butterfly. Like I I had so many different groups of people and so many different friends that I could reach out to if I was not doing something on a Saturday night um, or not doing Mm -hmm. something, you know, on a Wednesday evening or whatever. But I feel like I've kind of turned a corner in the sense that I'm trying to put more effort out there. Like, you know, this, the last couple of weeks since I got back from traveling, I've tried to message people to set up like dinner plans. And there's um, like a party for someone I don't know particularly well happening tonight and I'm pretty scared to go on my own, but I'm like, maybe I should just go and, you know, put myself out there and try. So like that, that yes. part of my life, I think is I'm, I'm still really afraid and I don't feel like it's yeah. solidified in any way, but that is so important to my happiness. And so I feel good about the fact that I'm working towards it. Yeah. And I've started working out more like over COVID. I definitely gained weight as did everyone. Um, and I was so sedentary. I didn't really leave my house. So I've started working out and trying to eat a little bit better and cook more. Um, and I do feel like, I mean, in some ways, um, so I've been traveling for work and I'm a member at Soho House, which is this like membership club that I kind of never thought I would be a member of, but I got um, a membership in December. And so I was staying at these Soho House hotels and when I got to my Soho house in Chicago, I like opened the hotel room and I was like, just, I had one of those moments where I was like, is this, is this my life? Like, how do I get to stay in this hotel room? Um, yeah. So I am having financially, like I'm quite secure and I'm having these moments of being like, wow, like, you know, this does feel kind of like a dream life. It does feel pretty amazing to be able to stay here and, um, you know, so it's very, it's kind of materialistic, but it, it's, it feels indulged. It feels indulgent that I can like have that. But it's not, it's not materialistic. I feel like when you can like ex- experience what it is that you previously would have attributed to like success, yeah. all it makes you do is want to pursue that further, want to take the next step, want to level up, want to do all of these things. And I think it's such a powerful mindset tool to be able to indulge. And also you deserve it. Like you deserve to feel like we both struggled for so long that like to be able to do those things now is like amazing. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, and I struggle with that guilt a lot. Like, uh, not, not like staying at the Soho house. Like I don't feel super guilty about that, but I feel like I struggle with the guilt of knowing that my life is pretty great and not necessarily always appreciating it or 
not necessarily being able to say like, yes, I am living my dream life because there are still, you know, there are still things that I struggle with. Like, I mean, everyone, anxiety is, and depression are never going to, primarily anxiety is never not going to be a part of my life. But I think I am pretty anxious right now. So when I, when I'm asked, like, am I living my dream life? I'm like, well, if all this anxiety could go away then maybe I would be um but maybe that's just life do you feel like do you feel like your anxiety when it's like that because I do sometimes and maybe in my head this is why I'm telling myself I'm having such high anxiety right now it's because something big is coming oh interesting or like something like the next the next level is is coming up that's what I'm mentally telling myself anyways, but it's um, – because that's typically what happens. When I'm in a lull but my anxiety is super, super high like it is right now, that's usually what it means historically for me, but also could just be that I'm mentally unstable. So. <laughs> no, no, don't back. say that. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's a really interesting read on it. Um, yeah. Maybe you're right. I think it's more for me, It's it signals like an ending which kind of goes back to a beginning. Well, yeah, but it kind of goes back to what I was saying at the, the beginning of the, of the podcast is like, yeah, I just had so much going on and I kind of love that because it doesn't allow my generalized anxiety to just like latch on to other things. And now my anxiety is latching mm-hmm. onto those things that have just been like lurking in the background being like, ha we'll be ready for you when you, <laughs> when you stop focusing on important things. Um, So yeah, that's more for me how I feel. I mean, but I think that your read on it makes a lot of sense Um, because when you know a bunch of things are coming up, but there's nothing that you can like do right now, um, of course you're going to start to feel a little bit anxious. Yeah. And patience is definitely not a virtue that I hold. (laughs) So... (laughs) just like sitting and waiting and like being is like not something that I am good at. I, um, when I was on my way back from Austin, I, so the, I don't, this is a slight trajectory, slight strange trajectory, but stick with me on this. The customs experience right now at Pearson is insane. So when I got back from Chicago, I waited in the customs line for like two and a half hours. Then I got back from Austin and it was like the same thing. And I ended up standing next to one of our clients that we'd brought to, um, that we had brought to the, the conference with us. And it was just me and him because the other people had nexus. I was like kicking myself. Not that this, this client wasn't nice. He was lovely. Um, but for two hours to stand with someone that you don't know, in like a line for customs and you're exhausted. You've just tried it's a three hour flight. Like um, you could tell that both of us were like, Oh my God, I, I just desperately don't want to be here. Just one of my headphones yeah. <laughs> um, But anyways, I turned to him at one point and was like, see, this is why I hate Disneyland. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I have zero patience for this. Like, even if it, there's a ride at the end, I'm unwilling to wait in a line. Like this is my personal yeah. torture. Like this is how little patience I have. Cause like, it's not like I had anywhere I ha- desperately had to get to. I was just like, this is the worst thing ever. And you could tell he was like, okay, chill out, Meg. Like it's going to be fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, 
I feel you on not having any patience. Yeah, no. Were you like a very restless kid as a child? Yeah. I was like, never still. Yeah. Never. No. Yeah. Checks yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are things that you do right now to like bring you back to yourself? Or maybe like – I kind of like the direction we've gone with this conversation. It's been more like very real of like how do you get back into alignment with the version of your life you want to have? being very honest that like it's very easy to come out of alignment and very easy to like have these valleys. What's kind of something that you do to reset or recharge or put you back on the right path? Um, I mean, lots of different things. I think making sure that I'm, I'm dipping into all of those different like buckets of goodness, Mm -hmm. like the exercise, um, creativity, uh, romance, relationships, professional, whatever they are. I can't remember all of them, but that's important. Um, I definitely struggle with like being reactive. So like if I'm really stressed, my, and we differ in this way, my reaction is like, I want to go out and get real drunk with friends. That's what I want to do. I want to not think about it. Um, so I struggle with like what you were saying earlier really resonated where you were saying like, I'm trying not to like distract myself with TV or, you know, eating really shitty. Like my version of that, I mean, I do it with TV for sure. But um, (laughs) my version of that is very much like being avoidant in the sense that I'm like, let's go get fucked up. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. I'm not ready. Um, And I want to be more proactive. So like, I guess a very honest answer to your question is sometimes it's a night out with friends. Like that helps me, Mm. um, but it doesn't help me in the long run because then I've got a hangover the next day. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. And then I think like on a healthier like on a healthier side, like I just have a list of things in my phone that I know, um, make me feel good. So I just like, what's on my list? Um, taking a, like a hot shower. So this is when I'm really anxious, like taking a hot shower, watching a romantic comedy that I've seen loads of different times, um, doing some writing, um, reading a fiction book that I've read before. Um, a bath, t- taking a bath used to be on my list, but my bathtub sucks. So it's no longer. I don't have a bathtub and it would solve yeah, so many problems honestly. for me. Um, yeah, those are kind of, taking a walk always really helps, but I often struggle to do that if I'm feeling really low. Mm-hmm. What about you? Why do you, why do you say, I'll get to my in a second, but like, why do you say for like movies or books, there are things that you've read before? Or you watch oh, this is such an interesting topic um, because there's like no uncertainty. So yeah, yeah. you know how it's going to end. You know what to expect. Yeah, and there's nothing. I think especially when I'm feeling fragile, I want something that is certain and I know is like good. Like a lot of those fiction books I'm talking about mm-hmm. or romantic comedies, like Notting Hill's my favorite. Um, like when I was leaving London. The day before I flew out, I just watched it like three times. Like I'm a psychopath, but I was like, I'm just going to keep playing this over and over because I know how it ends. I know how it starts. I know what the like progression is. I know what the climax is. Like, it's just so comforting. Um, 
And I have a few books like that that are comforting. Yeah, that's why. That's nice. I think like that makes a lot of sense too. Because especially when you are feeling so anxious, the last thing you want is a surprise. I mean, what about you? What do you do to kind of keep yourself in alignment? Uh, Keep myself in alignment. It's just what I'm doing now, which is like a lot of those like basic habits each day. But when I'm feeling really out of it, a shower for sure, like a really, really hot, like 30-minute shower is up there. I have read a lot, like a lot of fiction books. They're not often – they're never actually books I've read before, but they're usually of the (laughs) spicier genre. Nicole, always always Um, able to weave sex into the conversation. I really appreciate that. Always. Always. Well, like that's number three on the list, like depending on what I'm feeling. Usually, well, not usually, always by myself. Like <laughs> if I'm feeling like anxious and stuff, like that's it's a true. really easy way to come it's back true. into like my body. Yeah. No, but like I journal a lot. I also just like cry a lot if I'm not feeling it. And like I, my sister is, I will, I've said this to her before and I'll say this now, like I truly believe my sister is my soulmate in that like she's my person in this world and I can rely on her for anything and like she's saved me so many times. And so like the other day, I was bawling in the middle of the day. I was working from home and I texted her and she didn't really message me back right away. But then she called me and she had like (laughs) spray – she had been spray tanned. She had these like Jennifer Lopez like – early 2000s glasses <laughs> on because she's going to a Y2K party this weekend. And she was like calling me to like show me her look. And I'm like bawling. There's <laughs> snot coming out my nose and stuff. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, let me take off my glasses. What do you need? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you have a person like that, but like she's my person that like no matter what I'm feeling, she can bring me back. And she always just knows what I want to say. And if it's something that like, it's just something my ego needs to hear or if it's something that's like actually true. Yeah. And I think, and I feel like, like what you're describing is like, just like innate comfort. And I have that with like my friend Kayla for sure. Like I can call Mm -hmm. her in whatever state I'm in and know that she knows how to respond, which is something that like, I mean, I've talked to Kayla about this, so I can talk about it on the pod, but like, really I really struggled with she just went through something traumatic about a year ago and we've always been that person for each other and when you don't know how to respond to this like new thing in someone's life that's happened it can be really jarring as like the friend who's trying to and again you don't want to make it about yourself but like I was like I need to know what she needs and there's no way in that situation of knowing what someone needs but I would say in general and we were able to work through that and, you know, everything's great. I love her. Um, and she was amazing in that moment. Like she didn't do anything wrong, obviously. But like, I think in general, if she's feeling weird or if I'm feeling weird or if there's something going on, or even if something really funny happens, like she would be, yeah, the person that I would, yeah, that I would go to. She Meredith and Christina. <laughs> yeah, so true. Or um, I was watching Broad City with Tree last night and um, one yeah. of our friends and she'd never seen it before. And I was like, Kayla is Alana and I am Abby. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, that's so true. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised with the direction. I know. We always surprise ourselves. It was kind of slightly different than what we were <laughs> expecting, but I think really interesting conversation. Yeah. Maybe to end it, because we always ended on a bit of a bit of a different note. What is your like craziest out there dream that you have for yourself or like the craziest goal that people would almost like feel like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) (laughs) oh man I don't know if I've like thought that big before Mm -hmm. what's like the biggest one you have for yourself I mean I would love to spend some time living somewhere in Italy at some point in my life Mm. Um, basically I want to live up my dreams of living in like an Italian village, learn how to make pasta (gasps) basically. Um, but yeah, I would love to be able to do that. Like almost take a break from work and whether that's like three months, six months, like, I don't know, but I would love to live somewhere very different, learn Italian. Um, that's something I think about a lot. And then, you know, those nights where you can't sleep. All like Google working abroad, like <laughs> working abroad in Italy. Um, it's a very specific dream, but it's something I've thought about for a long time. I mean, obviously, other than us getting completely famous from this podcast, that's, that's obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I feel like if you do that, I'm coming to okay. visit for sure. Because, like, one of my feel good movies is Under the Test of the Sun. So that hits. Real deep in the fields. What about you? But yeah, um, I love the sirens that are happening. No, I was trying to you. mute myself. Sorry, I was like, oh no, it's so real. It's so real. <laughs> um, oh fuck! If you looked at the list that I did when my sister gave me that book, you would be like, you're <laughs> certifiable. So, like, if I'm going like more like along the lines of like what you just said, like I want to live on the water somewhere. I just feel so much more at peace when I'm by like a lake or I'm like coming to your cottage in the summer. I am like instantly at peace being on the water. Um, But if we're talking like pie in the sky, you're a lunatic. I really want to go to the Met Gala. (laughs) Ooh, I love that for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to think bigger. You do. Think crazy thoughts, man. If you take anything from this podcast, it's think big. Think bigger. Yeah. Well, this And also be kind to yourself. And also, yeah, be nice. <laughs> Take care of yourself, please. But no, this was good. I'm glad we finally – we took a little, little mini hiatus. break, but this was nice to <laughs> – No, this was amazing. <sighs> I will talk to you soon, Coley. Okay, okay. Bye. I love you. Love you. Bye.